Meeting Tom Cruise is a production of the Dan Patrick Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. Tom and Katie and I sat together in the stands and they wore matching blue jeans, black boots, white t-shirts and black leather jackets in the midst of summer. That's so in cool. The deep told me this. Valley. That's so cool. While we watched my son <laughs> play for the South Valley Raiders compete against one of their children. Uh, I forget what team that they played for. And Tom was cooling in the fan. Sat right next to me, sat in the uh sat in the bleachers with the regular common folk, didn't have any security, n- none of this pomp and circumstance. Tom Cruise was just there chilling as a dad. With everybody else. Like nothing. With everybody else. Chilling in the bleachers. Did people come up or did people even... People gave him their space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People, they don't give me my space, but they, they respect Tom Cruise <laughs> more than they respect... We don't give a fuck about Anthony Anderson. Hey, 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 take this picture with my kid. <laughs> Tom Cruise and Katie, they left alone. <laughs> Tom Cruise is the greatest movie star of all time. He's the first actor to have six consecutive $100 million grossing films. He's shrouded in mystery, and yet to many is one of the nicest and hardest working people. We love Tom Cruise. We are inspired by Tom Cruise. And while we work in Hollywood, we've never actually met Tom Cruise. So we're going to talk to some people who have. We'll hear some great stories, and maybe, just maybe, one of them one day will lead us to the man himself so that we can have stories of our own. Our own stories of meeting Tom Cruise. Gentlemen, Frank Costello once told me, when you decide to be something, you can be it. That's what they don't tell you in the church. When I was your age, they would say we can become cops or criminals. Today, what I'm saying to you is this. When you're facing a loaded gun, what's the difference? <laughs> yeah, that's my nickel saying. How you doing, Cruise fans? I'm Jeff Meacham, and welcome to a very special Boston edition of Meeting Tom Cruise, where we focus a bit on the 2006 best picture, The Departed. Now, even though Cruise has nothing to do with this film, our guest today sure does. And Tommy himself Self. Well, he's done his fair share of Bostonian flicks. But before we get to that, let me introduce my prison mates. First, his nickname in the slammer when he was doing a nickel for racketeering is Joel Sweet Tooth Johnstone. <laughs> Joel, does that seem accurate? Is there a story behind a nickname like that? There isn't. I'll never tell, but God damn it, I love that name. Sweet Tooth. Well, that brings us to Halsell's with us. Uh, he's our producer. He's always the guy that gets the bottom bunk in prison. He drops the soap constantly. And he was shanked twice in his first day on the block. He's Alec Backdoor Lev. That's an appropriate nickname. Don't you feel like it, Alec? There's only one more episode left after this one for the season. Just this season, my friend. Just this season. I know. I know. Let's just go. Let's go. You're stuck Let's with go. us for years. I'm putting the over-under at 150. 150 total episodes. That's that's my over-under. Jesus. I like that number. I like that number. If we don't meet Tom Cruise in the next 150 weeks, I'm going to kill myself and then both of you. A little night and day reference. Hey, he's learning. He's learning, Jeff. He's learning. All right, fellas, I was thinking about Tom Cruise this week because uh, I just read that the 1979 Porsche 928 from Risky Business, the last remaining one, is up for auction. Interesting. So, question. Let's do it. Let's do it. That's right. You want to buy it, Joel? Should we buy it? We're in. We're in. How much have we raised of the thirty-five million we were trying to raise to buy Cruz's house so far? Uh, well, was, if, you're, if you're new to the podcast, we were, we were trying to buy Tom Cruz's uh, Colorado estate. Joel, how'd we do on that? Well, we didn't quite get there. 
We didn't quite get there, but but God damn it, we gave it a shot. What what happened? We gave it our best go. What happened? Well, did you did you sign up the username and password for the for the website for the GoFundMe? No, nah, man, that's that's where we went wrong. That's where we went wrong. It was it was using the internet, and I struggle. <laughs> that doesn't mean that doesn't mean the dream died. That doesn't mean the dream died. Well, so this brings me to the question about this uh, 1979 Porsche 928 from Risky Business. If we can't buy it, uh, are are either one of you car guys? Do you like cars? Are you are you muscle heads? Is that what they're called? Oh my God! No, of course you're not, Alec. I love them. You do, Joe. I love them. I do. I love them. Um, Are you one of those guys that knows the? You know, this is a '66 Shelby 325 or what? I no, don't know. Making those. No, I'm not. But I want to be. I want to be one yeah. of those guys. Well, you know, the only reason I know Shelby Mustangs is because of Gone in 60 Seconds. That's it. That's the only reason I know. What that is it? Name. What What does what, what Nick Cage call her in that movie? Oh, that's right. They all have girl names in that movie. Uh, uh, Eleanor. Uh, Eleanor. She's Eleanor. Eleanor. Gotta get Eleanor. <laughs> This is this is it. This is this is the one I want. Nin- I'm showing the guys a 1975 Mustang Cobra. Look at that. Look how sweet she is. Look how pretty she is. Oh, that's good for the podcast. Great. Show us, Joel. Oh, it looks beautiful. It's 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 baby. It's, it's a-, a visual meeting. Jesus. Oh no, it's yeah. I see what you're saying. You know, last yeah. time I went to buy a car, this is the God's honest truth of what I told the guy I wanted: a steering wheel and Apple CarPlay. God, <laughs> what did that man just? Did he turn? Okay, can't you just? Don't you ever wonder what people say about you after they meet you, Alec? Like right when he turned away, yeah, yeah. he was just like this fucking guy. He went back to his he went back to his coworkers. He he, he goes, guys, I got another sucker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, this guy, if the apocalypse happened, this guy's gone. He's like, here, this Porsche has both of those things. <laughs> you know what it is for me? I want a um I I started to fall in love with those vintage Broncos. I even started file, following the Instagram no, Jeff, accounts. It's not Tom Cruise. You were thinking about Tom Cruise this week. I don't please. I please. did, I said it, which leads me to talk about cars. That's how it works. It's a free flowing medium. Well we're having an enjoyable conversation. I'm not sure about that. We flowed to a point. Now we're going to bring it back. Bring All right, Joe. Well, let Tom me let me Cruz. bring it let me bring it back to Cruzy here because I initially talked about Cruz in Boston. Uh, right. uh, let's think quickly. What are the Cruz movies where he was in Boston? Oh, that's important. Let's just do this off the top of our heads. It's very important. Night and day. Oh, very good. That's right. Night and day. They're in Boston at the beginning. The firm. The firm begins in Boston. Very good, Joel. That's right. They start in Harvard and then they drive to uh, where, where are they? Where do they go? Memphis. 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 Bandini. Lambert. And Locke. Uh, far and away. He's the scrapper in Boston. That's where oh, Shannon God. loses her of course, spoons. Of to the line! <laughs> to the line! And War of the Worlds, he ends in Boston. Remember, he starts in New York City, but he drives. Right, right. Featuring featuring one of our guests. Featuring one of our guests. That's right. Featuring several of our guests. No, 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 no. He's talking about at the end of War of the Worlds, uh, where we actually see D- David Allen Bache's character at the end. That's- Who almost got hit by a car by Tom Cruise. Bring it in full circle, people. Full, circle. full circle. Which makes me want to go on a quick... No, it makes us want to end this segment. No, 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 no. Oh, Alec. Great full circle and let's shh, go to the music. Let's music. Cue the music, please. No, uh, fine. All right, before we get to the hilarious Anthony Anderson, we got question of the week. Alec, go. Jeff and Joel, we talk a lot on this show about heroes mm-hmm. who we love, who we honor, who we look up to. Who is on your Mount Rushmore. Well, let's just be clear before you continue. Th- we don't talk about, we talk about our hero, Tom Cruise. But, Joel, uh, I talk too much. I'm going to let you start today. Who's your Mount Rushmore? Okay. So these are your four. Okay. No no rules. I wanted to make rules. No well, We got to break it up. We got to break it up. We got to break it up. Oh, we you gotta are going to break it up. Break it up. Let, let, right. let, let, let's, let's break it up into, 
like 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 the greatest movie stars of our lifetime. No categories. God, just fucking. And then favorite actors. I'm doing. I'm not doing that. You do whatever you want to do. No. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. Yeah, exactly. All right, Joel. Okay. Go. So so movie stars. Mo- Dancer. That's what makes this fun, Joel. This is why you. If you give Alec, <laughs> look at how annoyed God. Alec is. Alec, you're just you begin the day. <laughs> the with more it. annoyed Alec gets, the better Joel's hair gets. Oh, I love man. it. Joel, go start talking. Okay. Okay. Movie stars. Obviously. Title of this show. Uh, Cruz, Tom Hanks, Denzel, Meryl. That's it. That's it. You're done. You only get four. That's mine. That's mine. That's mine. That's mine. Oh, wait. So say it one more time. One more time. Why? Cruz. Cruz. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Denzel. Washington. Still a Washington. Uh, mind you, Meryl. Wow. Um, okay. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go next. Wait, let's do me because Jeff's the host. I should go say. Well, here's the thing, Alec. Let me say this. I I do want you to go last because I think yours is wildly different. And the 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 the, the uh, boring part here is that minor. Yeah. Almost exactly the same as Joel's, which is insane. I was really hoping to disagree. The only one that I'm going to take... Where do we differ? Well, the only one we differ on. So I've got Cruz, Denzel, Meryl Streep. That is exactly right. And then my fourth one... And Carrot Top. It was Carrot Top. Very good. I just find him to be... weird. Good guess. Yeah, Yeah, he sneaks up on you. He sneaks up on you. Stallone? It's got to be Stallone, right? I wanted it to be Stallone, and I couldn't do it. Um, and now I'm I'm really stuck between two people, but I ended with Harrison Ford. Oh, geez. So I put Harrison Ford above, which is tough, Joel, because I kind of agree with you that Hanks maybe goes up there, but right? Look at you. Oh, Joel's now Joel's bothered. And my, my, uh, but I was never thinking Hanks. It was between Brad Pitt and Harrison Ford, but Ford is, is bigger than Pitt, right? He's bigger. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. He's he's older. He's significantly older. You know, and but like Hanks. Hanks is right. I mean, guy's got two Oscars. He's probably made a hundred films. He's the star of all we of them. We know who Tom Hanks is. Yes. I'm just giving his credentials to make. It. We're talking about Mount Rushmore, Alec. I can't kick any of those four off. To you can't kick him. Harrison Ford belongs. You cannot there. kick Denzel off. So it's got to be five. It's got to be Harrison Ford is on there. Do you um, think there's people listening right now that would care about this, Alec? Please. What? Do you think there's a few people, Joel, that would kick Cruz off? If you're going to objectively say movie star, no. No, you can't. I mean, yes, everybody's got their favorites and everything like that. But if you're going to say, like, objectively, that person's a movie star, no, Tom Cruise is, like, he's the first face chiseled into the mountain. Can I? No, Alec, you can't. No, but I have a real question. I have a real question. So far in answering this question, we've learned fuck all about both of you. We know this. Can you broaden the can you broaden the lens a little bit so we actually learn a little more about you as people and who you admire in history on the planet besides people that won fucking Oscars? No, no, no because this is how we grow. Joel and I grew up just as you did. Wait, wait aren't we just doing actors here? Or, 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 no, or you want? You... I didn't say that. No, but this is uh, Joel. Don't don't let him get into you like this. Don't let him do this, dude. Don't let him try yeah, to be no, smart. No, we're actors. Are you? We're actors. I'm not going to sit here and tell you. Well, yeah, about, we grew you know, up obsessed baseball with players that I would put on there. And yes, Willie Mays. You know, no, yes, Robin Yount would be on there. But I don't think most people would care I, that Robin Yount is on my Mount Rushmore. Yeah, I don't think. 
think Wade Boggs and Denzel Washington make much sense. Jeff, yeah. I was at a baseball card store yesterday. I saw a Wade Boggs action figure. I almost bought it for <gasps> it cost $10 and I decided not to. You didn't buy me a $10 Wade Boggs action figure? What kind of friend are you? Not a good one. Jesus. All right. Well, we know Robert Yount and Wade Boggs would be on me and Joel's. There, there folks, you learned something about us, okay? All right, Alec, go. Uh, my first on Mount Rushmore would be Abe Lincoln. I'm going a wide lens here. This is so freaking boring already. Okay, go on. You mean the guy that's already up there? Ooh, this is interesting. That's right. So it's easier to do. Buster Keaton, Prince, Stanley Kubrick, and Abe Lincoln. Wow. That's the dumbest list I've ever it's heard before. It's a great list. That's the dumbest I'm so bored. Oh, sorry, sorry. I was sleeping. I was sleeping. I'm sorry. Wait, wait, get, come back. Come back. I, I fell asleep. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Stanley Kubrick? No. We're talking about fame, Alec. We're talking about famous people. Who said that? Stanley Kubrick? If you go to Alec. the, I, I, I don't know, if you go to the northern part of Sweden and you say, hey, what's your favorite Kubrick film? They're not going to know. If you say, what's your favorite Spielberg film? Yeah. They're going to know. And if you could find the northern part of Sweden on a map, I'll change my list. <laughs> I'm angry, Alec. How dare you try and add substance? to the most vapid podcast Thank on you. the market. Thank you. That's a criticism I'll take. I don't even know what the word vapid means. <laughs> it's. I feel bad. Listen, and also to our listeners that are out there that maybe some of you have this, oh, what about the guys from the 30s, 40s, and 50s? We don't care. Okay? We weren't alive. Just we weren't alive. Yeah, we weren't I, alive. I, we don't care about them, the Bogarts and the that's whoever. That's what Jeff and I depart. I do care. I do care. I do care. But 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 I, we can't. Hey, speaking of depart. Don't do this, Alec. Why don't we get to our guest who uh, stars in The Departed? No, no. Hey, guys, could you make more noise? There's not enough noise in this audio <laughs> podcast. Uh, new listeners. Well, Joel's son, let's just say, has a fair amount of energy. I'm in New York City where there's... There's there's limited space, so this is... Speaking of limited space, we've got limited time and everyone's got limited patience. Can we end this and get to our very special guest? <laughs> Let's go to Anthony. And now, commercials. Ladies and gentlemen, our guest today on the Meeting Tom Cruise podcast made a name for himself early in life with films like... Uh, no, let me start over because I uh, fucked it up already. Yeah, and you I, did. And you I, said I, made, I, it, made I a name done for an, her himself. I didn't do an intro a, for anybody but you. What the fuck is a her him? God damn it. This is a mistake. Yeah, he, he usually just muscles through all his fuck ups. <laughs> this is a goddamn mistake. Who wrote this? Did you write, I did. I wrote it wrote earlier it? today. Okay. After I was on IMDb. You don't need to read that shit, motherfucker. You've worked with me for fucking seven years now. Ladies and gentlemen, Anthony Anderson is here on the podcast. I'm not there doing There you go. We don't. Yeah. There's nobody here. That's all we need. <laughs> There's nobody here. That's all we need. This Anthony is my Anderson. nightmare. This is my nightmare. And I'm so happy at the same time. Oh, uh, Anthony. Um, okay. Do you want to read what you wrote? No, well, no, I'm, don't, that's, no I'm not read. reading it. Hold on. Let me, let me, no. let me read it to the people. All right. You fine. don't have to do it. Right, I, it I, I didn't little. even bring my glasses. Oh, shit. You do need your glasses. My, you need, oh, glasses. you need Zoom because you're getting old. All right. Our guest today made a name for himself early on in films like Life, Romeo Must Die, Me, Myself, and Irene, Barbershop, and the award-winning Kangaroo Jack. That's a joke. <laughs> Kangaroo Jack's not award-winning. Yes, going. but it made, it made $100 million. Oh, yeah, I know. Keep All going. right. He wowed us in blockbuster films like Transformers and got critical acclaim for his role of Antoine Mitchell in FX The Shield. One of FX. my favorite roles to date. You mm -hmm. should have been nominated for that, and you did. I should have. I Not only should I have been nominated for that, I should have won for that. <laughs> okay, like, don't you push know, it. Don't you push know, it. You know, you know I mean? who they gave it to that year? Who? William Shatner. In? 
for uh, what was the the court show? The, oh, uh, the, Boston, the comedy. Boston, Boston Legal, Boston Legal, public, public or legal? Boston Public, public, right? Yeah, but you didn't even get nominated. So why are we having this conversation? Uh, okay, well, let me finish reading this introduction that uh, Jeff Meacham spent so much time putting together. It was while my kid night. and I were playing with Gujitsu's, but go on. Uh, yep. He shot. <laughs> To the stratosphere. Yeah, there and it is. And he is now known about the world for his seven-time Emmy-nominated role. Yes. And, uh, 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 and if we want to include producer, it's actually uh, 11. Yeah. 11-time oh, yeah. nominated. <laughs> Keep going. Uh, Emmy-nominated uh, for my role as Dre on uh, the hit to ABC show, uh, Gangbuster hit, uh, Blackish. Uh, mind you, uh, of those 11 nominations, yeah. uh-huh. I've won zero. You have won zero. I'm the now, black Susan Lucci. And do you feel? <laughs> and do you feel like this year you might again lose to a no, former white cast that. member from I, SNL? I, I am going to win. Here he is, ladies and gentlemen, my friend Anthony Anderson. There it is. All right, that there was the is. introduction that oh, Jeff spent God. so much time that writing was for me. Ten times better than than Jeff has ever done for any guest. Thank oh, you, Jesus. Thank you, Jeff. And not not once did you mention. The Departed, and well, we're here to talk about that. But that's that. what we're getting to. There's, I have a bit set up. Okay, set, get to the bit. So first off, let's get something out of the way. Uh-huh. <laughs> have you ever met Tom Cruise? Have I ever met... No, no, no. Nobody has to think. Tom, no, no, I have, I have to... Yeah, no. You're that famous? I have to think about you the stories super... that I have with Tom Cruise. Bullshit. Our children played football together. Oh. Tom and Katie and I sat together in the stands... And they wore matching blue jeans, black boots, white t-shirts, and black leather jackets in the midst of summer. That's so in cool. The deep told me this. Valley. That's so cool. While we watched my son <laughs> play for the South Valley Raiders compete against one of their children, uh, I forget what team that they played for. And Tom was cooling in the fan, sat right next to me, sat in the uh, sat in the bleachers with the regular common folk, didn't have any security, n- none of this pomp and circumstance. Tom Cruise was just there chilling as a dad. Yes! Sat there. Cool. That's awesome. That's amazing. Cool. Cool dude. That is amazing. Uh, that is amazing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. This just made I our fr- whole day. Just chilling in the bleachers. Like nothing. With but. everybody else. With everybody else. Chilling in the bleachers. Did people come up or did people even... People gave them their space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People, they don't give me my space, but they they respect Tom Cruise more than they respect. We don't give a fuck about Anthony Anderson. Hey, 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 take this picture with my kid. Tom Cruise and Katie, they left alone. Because it is a little bit, there is a there is an untouchableness to a few of them, right? Yeah. To a few yeah. that are and, out there. And I'm like your uncle. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like your, your uncle, you your, are. your cousin. I'm like your neighbor. I'm like the dude. I'm like, ah, oh, that's him. Yeah. Oh, we can, we can approach him. Yeah, Uncle Anthony. Yeah. Uncle Anthony. He's you know, loud. Tom, Tom Cruise. They let him be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they know at the party when Uncle Anthony arrives. Oh, yeah. Shit's, shit's happening. Oh, shit's about to go down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if Tom Cruise walked in, they'd be like, oh, my God. They're like, oh, my God. All right. Ooh. Everybody. I- okay, everybody be cool. <laughs> turn the music down. Just turn a little bit. Down. You even make the sim. Yeah. Just turn it down. Just a little. Just give it a little. Jeff, how did you work with him for seven years and not know this story? I am blown away in this moment. You've been trying to set this interview up. You thought he never met him. You never asked. Seven years. Anthony, how did you escape the Tom Cruise conversation? First off, you can't talk Tom Cruise to uh, uh, Jeff without him creaming himself. <laughs> yeah. And so to sit back and to share a story like this, I didn't want to waste it. Yeah. I, I was waiting. I, I was going to share it with him before, you know, Blackish was over and all that. What better chance? And then he tells me he gets this podcast. 
You know, was it, it makes called? sense. Finding Time Cruise? No, what Meeting Tom called? Cruise. It's not Finding Forrester. Shit ain't about Sean Connery. Dude, what is it called? <laughs> it's Meeting Tom Cruise. Meeting Tom Cruise. It's about okay. us. Finding Meeting Tom Cruise. So here we are. And so we told that. I was like, oh, let me tell this story that I haven't shared with him. And also, Alec, on a film set, if you go over, I mean, you know this, it's tens of thousands of dollars per minute. They, he would have cost production yeah. millions of dollars for one conversation. Well, first off, he costs us that much in uh, donuts <laughs> and and food that he eats on set. It was like, yo, you you know, you don't have to eat all of the food that props brought out for us. I'm positive. Last season, I gave myself uh, diabetes. He's I'm such a method actor. He's such a method actor. The chicken. The chicken's oh the one I'll let's forget. How about this? Let's jump right to it. So for the listeners out there, Anthony Anderson was in the Academy Award winning Best Picture, one of Martin Scorsese's best and biggest films of all time, The Departed. I mean, I mean, it, re- it is the only film of which he won Best Director and Best Picture, which is absurd, but it is the case. And I guaranteed that he would win that before we shot a frame of film. No shit. I was in the press saying that. This is This will be the one. Anthony. This would be the one, Anthony, and yeah, I know I I did, I, and and I and they said why 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 are you why are you so confident? And I was like because I'm in it. Leo couldn't do it for him, but I'm going to do it for him. <laughs> and the first day I got to work, I walk into the hair and makeup department, and they have my quote and my picture on the mirror. No shit, saying Leo couldn't do it, but I'm going to deliver it for him. <laughs> and it was like, so what do you say about that, Anthony? I said. I looked at it, read it, and looked at them and said, it's the fucking truth. And it was. And what happened? A year later, he fucking shouts me out from the fucking uh, Golden Globes. Did he really? Go back and watch that tape. I absolutely will. Matt Damon, great actor. Mark Wahlberg, amazing. Um, uh, uh, there's so many. Um, uh, Marty Sheen, uh, Alec, Alec Baldwin, Anthony Anderson, and Ray Winstone, and Badgedale, and Vera Farmiga. Anthony Anderson, and Anthony Anderson, Anthony Anderson, Anthony Anderson. And I wanted him to say my name at the Oscars. He didn't say my name at the Son Oscars, but he did it at the Golden Globe. Oh, that's a pretty big deal. That's, that's an incredible. Amazing thing. All right. Well, then you've told me this story before, but let the fellas know you were shooting the shield at the time when you got the audition. Talk about that audition process and how cool that story was of you getting even the role. Remember that? Oh, wow. So I, um, I was on the shield. Uh, and I get a call. Actually, I had already gone in and auditioned. Oh, you had? You had done the pre? The, I had met with the casting director, whose name escapes me right now, and I had a meeting with her, and she just had, we had a great meeting, and she said, okay, uh, Scorsese will be in town for the Oscars. He's staying at the Bel Air Hotel, uh, and that's when he's going to see everybody. Right. Oh um, and I was like, okay. And so they gave me my appointment. Sure. It just so happens that I was working on the shield that day in deep, deep, deep South Central, <laughs> like 86 and Western. And I had to get to the Bel Air Hotel in rush hour traffic. And, and for those not familiar with L.A., those are not near each other. Uh, no. And rush hour traffic is the worst traffic time to be in in Los Angeles. So 86 in Western is maybe 30, 35 miles from the Bel Air Hotel. Right. And you can get there in 30, 40 minutes with no traffic. I'm I'm, I'm in rush hour traffic right, right now. Right. And you got to get back. And I got to get back. I only have an hour lunch break. That's right. It's lunch. So we're trying to figure out how I can get to Bel Air, California, from, <laughs> from the hood. 
<laughs> from where we shot, from where they shot boys in the hood. <laughs> uh, and so, all right, I came up with the idea of getting a helicopter. I was like, okay, I'm not far from downtown LA. There's an open field here. They can lay, land the chopper here. I can get in a chopper. I can fly to Century City, land in one of the skyscrapers, and have a car waiting for me, take me to the Bel Air Hotel, reverse that, go back to the chopper, land in the field in South Central. This is amazing. Boom. Had the plan laid out. Holy shit. Called the helicopter company. Holy cow. Yes, we can do that. No. When do you need it? Oh. I need it done tomorrow. Oh, since 9-11, no, you need to have a three-day advance notice on either side of travel. So we cannot do we cannot do that. I was like, oh, shit. Okay, so I'm stuck now. What do I do? So we run the gamut. Okay, well, Anthony, we can get you a driver. Well, if I can get a driver, I can drive myself. So, And I'll be stuck in traffic. The whole point of me getting the chopper was to avoid the traffic. And they're like, okay, okay. Um, my manager comes up with a plan. <laughs> He finds an ambulance company. Bullshit. That's willing to drive me. Come on. And they were like, but we can't turn on the sirens. Ah. What do you mean you can't turn on the sirens? It's not an emergency. So, well, damn it. He's going to be stuck in traffic in the back of an ambulance. So it's just a Honda Civic. It's basically just a Honda Civic. Yes. So (laughs) no to the helicopter. No to the ambulance. Come up with another plan. Anthony, we get a motorcycle messenger. Put you on the sidecar on the back of the motorcycle, and you can weave in and out of traffic. It'll be better than the car. Yep. I was like, yeah, but I got to study this. I want to make sure because they sent me some new shit to learn. They sent oh, me like God. three scenes to learn. Oh, God. And I was like, I, they sent it last night. I was like, I can't. I got to learn this shit while I drive over there. <laughs> 86, the motorcycle guy. Then we, we're back to just a regular driver. But now we're stuck in traffic. I was like, fuck it. Let's get the driver. Now, production for The Shield on FX will not let me leave. Oh, my God. Oh, come on. They were like, no, you can't go. I was like, I am not about to not meet the greatest director of all time for a chance to be in his film with all of these luminaries. Fuck The Shield and fuck FX. (laughs) I'm going on this audition. Sure. It makes sense. Walk out of my trailer. They break me for lunch. I walk out of my trailer. They have a PA outside my trailer door. Like trying to stop you? Yes. Where are you going? Uh, to mind my business. <laughs> what are you about to do? <laughs> uh, well, well, uh, uh, I'm on lunch for an hour, right? Yeah. I'll see you in an hour. Have no idea what time I'm going to be back. Of course not. I get in the back of the car. There's a brother driving. I was like, oh, yes, the stars are aligned. Brother, I'm going to need you to break every law known to man to get me there. I got you. I I bail you out of jail if you got warrants and we get pulled over. I got your speeding tickets. I got all of this. Turns out the brother is the brother that owns the car company that I'm driving, that's driving me. Okay. He refuses to exceed the speed limit. Uh. And so now I'm stuck in... Rush hour traffic from 86 and Western going all the way to the Bel Air Hotel. Now I'm just like, yo, well, all I got is time to go over my scenes. I go over my scenes. We finally get to the Bel Air Hotel 52 minutes later. (laughs) I have to wait to audition because everybody and their mama is there to audition. It's just a who's who trying to be in The Departed. (sighs) 
You name it. You name the actor. The actor was there. Of course. And so I'm like, oh, my God. Jeff was there. Didn't have an appointment. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. For your role. So, <laughs> so I go in. And I, the, uh, the casting director, she calls me in. It's just Mart. At this point, it's Mr. Scorsese, yeah. the casting director, and myself. We're in his suite. There's like a grand piano in his suite. There's scripts and sides, and it's disheveled. And Martin Scorsese's in there, and he's like, "Hey, Anthony, nice to meet you." And I'm like, "Nice to meet you. I'm such a fan." And I just start gushing over him. He's like, and he's like getting embarrassed by it. And he's like, "Please, please, just call me Marty." I was like, okay, Marty. Oh, man. And so we're talking. He talks to me a little bit, learns a little bit about me. And he's like, you ready? I was like, yeah, you're ready. He's like, cool. Casting director is behind the camera. Martin Scorsese and I are reading this oh, scene. Oh, he reads with you. There's no, th- it wasn't the casting director he read with you? Marty Scorsese read with me. Holy. Holy shit. Shit. So I'm going back and forth reading with Scorsese for these three scenes in this movie, but there's only two that he has in his hand. And so we read the two scenes and then he just gets up and he starts picking up shit. Looking. I was like, ah, there's something else I want you to read. (laughs) And there's just so much shit around. He's just lifting scripts and pages and scenes. And he's just like, ah, I can't find it. Where is it? And he's just looking for shit. He spends like two minutes looking for something. And I was like, I was like, Hey, Marty, Marty, (laughs) I said, why don't you just cast me and then I'll read whatever you want me to read on set. Genius. You fucking genius. And he looks at me and he fucking starts laughing. (laughs) And he was like, okay. All right. I I guess that's it then. All right. All right. Well, uh, hope to see you around. I was like, okay. I walk out. Casting director walks out maybe a minute after me. He says, Anthony. And I turn around and I hug her and I say, thank you for bringing me in. It was, it, it, it was great. Thank you very much. And as we are embracing, as we are hugging one another, <laughs> she says, you're in the movie. Oh, Ooh. I was like, what? Excuse me. She said, you're in the movie. You're the only one I brought in for this role. I was like, oh, shit. I think I might have kissed her on the lips. I just picked her up and twirled her around and put her down. And I was on cloud nine the entire time walking back to the driver. I sit back in with the driver. I was like, yo, dog, take your time getting back. And I sat back in the back of the seat. We showed up another hour and a half later. The motherfucker still didn't need me. Nope. Of course they didn't. No. Still did not need me on set. You didn't miss a thing. Did not, didn't miss a thing and got the role of a lifetime. And so that is how I was cast in uh, The Departed. So uh, you, you get on set. Uh-huh. Now, again, you have worked on a lot of films at this point. There's yes. no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. But we're talking the heavy hitters of the heavy hitters. Yep. And so this goes back to your question earlier. Yeah. Have I ever been starstruck? Exactly. Not when I got on set. I'd already met Marty. I got starstruck at a Laker game and I was... I was I was underground in in the chairman's lounge uh, getting a drink with Jack Nicholson. Yeah, was that before the film? Or it after? was it was before the film. I'd already been cast, but you, you hadn't were doing met him it. Yet. I hadn't met him yet, and I walked over to him and I was like, "Mr. Nicholson, Anthony Anderson, just want to let you know I'm looking forward." Uh, I, I said I was cast in uh, Scorsese's film The Departed. Looking forward to working with, and he just looked at me and said, "Have fun." <laughs> Fucking took his drink and he went on back to his floor seat and I went back to my seat, not too far behind him, off the floor. 
Yeah, and I did it to you a little bit. And I mean, that, that was it. That, that that that's when I got excited. I mean, I was just excited to meet Marty and all that. But fuck, I already met Marty. Then I fucking met Nicholson. Shit, I I'd, I'd already I fucking knew uh, uh, Leo or uh, uh, Leo already. We we Matt um, uh, knew Matt Damon, uh, knew Mark Wahlberg, played golf and all this other shit. Alec Baldwin and I, our our daughters were classmates at, at at Sierra Canyon and shit. So I would always see him on campus. Were you like, hey Jack, what was your audition for Marty like? <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you have to take a helicopter? <laughs> and Scorsese, when he would talk to you, man, he would just give you. Fucking film references from fucking 1950s French noir films and shit. And I was like, hey, 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 dog, I'm from Compton. I don't fuck. I just watch Boys in the Hood. What the fuck are you? I don't know this shit. It was just making these references to these films, man, and all this other shit. It, so it was a, it was a, it was a fucking learning lesson for me as well, yeah. just to sit back and just learn about film, right. you know, from the greatest fucking director ever known to man yeah and so i mean this it's it's just a simple i mean it makes sense then that this changed your life i mean the experience of being on a film like this you again you had worked on some shit you had worked with huge people mm-hmm. i mean jim carrey is you know he's a hero of mine he's a hero of joel's and yeah. in, in, in comedy but to go on his script to, to be on his set to be on a film like that the confident level that you must have had going forward after that must oh, have, definitely everything must have changed. beyond reproach you can't what what Motherfucker, I work with Scorsese. Can you say that? Exactly. You know, motherfucker say, I said, have you ever been in a Scorsese film where 18 white people died before you? <laughs> a lot and, of people including died. Including the lead. I was like, motherfucker, Martin Sheen died before me. A lot of people died before you. A whole lot of the motherfuckers died before I did. We'll be right back. Let me ask you, when you were growing up, who did who did you look up to? We'd like to ask who was your Tom Cruise. I'm asking it. I like to ask I it. know, I know. I'm uh, saying me. And Jeff is taking credit for it. Uh, James Earl Jones. James Earl Jones. What was... did he do again? Quiet. I'm just kidding. You can punch him. Anthony, you I mean, can punch him. Uh, the guy from the guy from Sneakers. I remember the guy from Sneakers, remember? Robert Redford, Sidney Poitier. You know you love that yeah. movie. So I'll tell you and I'll and I'll tell you my James Earl Jones story. Yes, you will. <clears throat> Ooh. So I am at the premiere of Me, Myself, and Irene. We're in Rhode Island. Loved you in that, by the way. Loved you in that. Thank Loved you. It. You really were. Home, hometown of the Fairley Brothers. We're in Rhode Island. Coming out of my elevator in my hotel to get into my limo. The elevator's open. And who is sitting in a fucking armchair in the lobby of the hotel but James Earl Jones. Oh. You had no idea he was going to be there. I had no idea. He's not even there for the premiere of the film. He's in Rhode Island doing something else. I don't know if this motherfucker's on a book tour or, or talking to squirrels. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> squirrels are big in Rhode Island. <laughs> so there's an armchair. There's his armchair. There's a small table with newspapers on it and another armchair empty right next to him. Okay. I go sit next to him. <laughs> I get the newspaper that's on, on the table next to him. And I open it up and I just sit there and I pretend to read the newspaper. And every now and again, I would look over at James O. Jones and go back and turn the page of the paper and read this story and I look at him. And the last time I looked at him, he just looked at me and shook his head and got up and walked <gasps> off. Oh, no. And I didn't say anything to James. I, I just wanted to be in his presence. Oh, my heart just broke. And that was good enough for me. I closed the newspaper and as I look at it, 
I'm holding the motherfucking newspaper upside down. <laughs> I'm reading the fucking newspaper upside down. And James Earl Jones just looks at me. He's like this fucking idiot. <laughs> and just walks off in disgust. So that's my James Earl Jones. You, did you ever get to tell him that? No, never no. got to tell him that. I can't wait to meet him to this day. I want to tell him that so bad. I want to tell him that story so bad. Oh, no. Oh, I want to tell it. him that. So yep. James Earl Jones. James Earl Jones uh, was it for me. Yeah. Do you think Do you think we can, we're going to meet Tom Cruise? Dead serious. You guys? Yeah. yeah. We're, no, better question. Do you think we're going to have him on the show? Probably not on the show. <laughs> But I'm pretty sure that uh, okay. he'll hear about it. Well, he already has heard. He has. Oh, he, he knows. Kevin he Pollock. Knows. Kevin Pollock texted him. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So, so yeah. So you guys may meet on the street and be like, "Hey, I'm the guys that do meeting time." Oh, yeah, I heard about it. Yeah, good. Good luck to you. And he'll be on his way. That's it. That's all you think? <laughs> I Instant. I would I would love I would love for Tom Cruise to come on here and do it. And my brief encounter with him. Uh huh. Yes, please. He seems like the type of dude that would come by here one day. Okay. And sit on this couch where I'm sitting right now. I think we're going to have to step up. If, if Tom Cruise says he's coming on the show, Alex Reeves, I want you to know I'm buying you a new studio. If he says he's coming on the show, I'm buying you a new studio. Do you want this, do you want this 50K in my pack? I'm going right to I'm gonna go into Anthony Anderson's fanny pack. That's probably worth, than one of my, worth more than one of my paychecks. Not even what's inside of the fanny pack. And then I'm going to get you a new studio just for Tom Cruise. I think Tom might feel a little strange sitting that close to Jeff. Tom, Jeff and Anthony right now are pretty much sitting elbow to elbow. Yeah, we would never let that happen. We would never let that happen. You, you guys may have to rent a studio someplace. You might have to go to Skywalker Studios yes. to do this. Yes. Hey, did anybody, last question, did anybody have an absurd trailer on, uh, on The Departed? Uh, not absurd, no. Have you ever seen any of those absurd trailers? Because we hear the legends of like Will Smith and Cruz and a few of them. Who oh, got- yeah. Um, when I was doing Kingdom Come uh, with Willie Goldberg, Willie Goldberg played my mother. Uh, LL Cool J played my brother. Vivica Fox played my sister-in-law. Jada Pinkett Smith played my wife. Holy shit, that's hell of a cast. Oh, yeah, no, wait, Tony Braxton played my cousin. Whoa. Uh, Darius McQuarrie played my cousin. Loretta Devine played my aunt. Uh, it, it was it was a who's who of Black Hollywood. So uh, Jada and I were married in in the film and had kids, and so we had the same trailer for like the first two days, and then Will sent his trailer for Jada, <laughs> <laughs> and you two were no longer in the same trailer. <laughs> wow, is it really? He that? had Corinthian leather seats. It was two story, like it was. It was two stories. It was, yeah. It was. It was. Um, it was pulled by a fucking what do you eighteen wheeler? Yeah, like a semi truck. Yeah, semi. Yeah. yeah, and then it parked, and it was a. It was a. It was like a tannish brown color. It was it was like futuristic, and once they got it stabilized, it fucking raised up. Come on, and became two stories. The single story trailer became. Two stories, Get. and then the side right. panels popped out, and he had a couch about one and a half size uh, times the size of this, but several of them: right. Corinthian leather, soft shit, Moroccan rugs, teak floors, a shower on the first floor, <laughs> a kitchen upstairs. It was a living area and a studio. A studio. A studio. To what? So Just record when in? Will you... could record in if he was on set. Oh. It was a real studio. 
that put this shit we're sitting in to shame. <laughs> but nice <laughs> yeah, enough that yeah, we yeah. could interview Tom Cruise in the yeah. trailer. Like in we Will could Smith's do Tom, trailer. Yeah. 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 we have yeah. heard about Cruise. And he had big screen TVs on the walls. He had every uh, gaming console known to man at that time. And it was, and it smelled like money. (laughs) You knew you were in the presence of wealth. You could feel it. And I had a double banger that was parked next to it. And I was just like, oh, wow. With a backed up toilet. (laughs) Look at this. (laughs) So, yeah. But my first experience with uh, a star trailer was Eddie Murphy. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. Yeah, Beverly Hills. No, no, we and we weren't even working together then. This oh. was, this this wasn't this even before life. This was this was before life. Yeah, Eddie Murphy, Beverly Hills Cop Two. <gasps> because we have the same barber, so my barber had to go cut his hair one day, and she was like, "Yo, you want to roll with me to seven? No. Going to Beverly Hills, got to cut." Is this Eddie. still Stacy? Was it yeah, Stacy even, even back then? Yeah. No shit. Yeah. That's great that you guys have had it for so long. Uh, I've had Stacy for twenty five years. No shit. And so before I was acting, right. Oh, yeah. you, she just was your barber. Yeah. I, she, she saw me one day and she stroked my beard and she said, you need to let me cut this one day. Oh. And from that day on, we've been, we've been thick as thieves since then. That's and it's awesome. been 25 plus years. So she took me to Eddie Murphy and we pulled up in Beverly Hills and it was another semi tractor trailer, 18 wheeler thing that pulled his trailer and we I walked in and I was like what the f- this is bigger than my apartment <laughs> it was just amazing can't even imagine and then so then you know you start working with these guys and then so like on the set of life that I did with Eddie and Martin they were compounds it wasn't just one star trailer right. it was <laughs> three like one was a gym yep one was for Eddie and then one was Eddie's gym, one was for Eddie, and then one was for uh, his team, right. hair and makeup. So nobody ever went into Eddie's trailer except for Eddie, unless he invited you in. Sure. Uh, hair and makeup was separate, so you went in there. They didn't come in there. And then one was a gym. Same thing with Martin, except Martin uh, incorporated a basketball court on uh, in his compound. <laughs> so he had his gym. He had his trailer for him, and he had his trailer for his team, and a basketball court. That's all I'm asking for, That's, guys. I'm not asking for things. much. Just the little things. Just a, yeah. maybe even just a half court. You know, we can do three on three. It's not a big deal. <laughs> Game of horse. So <laughs> that, that, that was crazy. So let me tell you my Eddie Murphy story. Oh, here we go. So I'm cast in life. All right. They work for some reason. I'm not in the uh, I'm not on the schedule for the first two days uh, because my character isn't seen in these shots that they're shooting. So everybody has a two day head start to get to know one another. But I know a lot of people on the set that that I was that that's cast opposite me um, or that I'm cast opposite of or that's in the film. So I I knew everybody basically except Eddie. Oh, really? Yeah. So you still had not knew Martin and all that. I hadn't met Eddie. I get to set third day. Mind you, we're standing in the gazebo. 
I don't know if you ever remember a scene where I'm just behind the pillar and I was like, mm, that girl got gams. We're all we're all in this we're all in this gazebo as prisoners looking at the warden's daughter, and I was like, mm, that girl got gams. And Are you saying gams? Gams, legs. And of course, so, gams, my mistake. Yeah. So um obviously. Before we shoot that scene, Eddie comes in and says what's up to everybody but me there may be oh, no. nine ten of us in this scene he walks up to everybody he's like yo what's up alec mm, what's up joe oh shit what's up jeff uh what's up dude behind the mixer and then just <laughs> looks at me and turns and walks off i'm like what the fuck i was like okay well you know all right well i wasn't here the first two days maybe okay all right well i'm i'm in the movie eddie <laughs> this goes on for 30 days. Wait, wait, wait. You never... In 30 days, you didn't make create the initiative or... We, we worked together for three months. <gasps> for the first 30... I would go home every day and mark it on the calendar. Eddie did not talk to me today. Oh, my God. You scratched on the wall because you were Eddie in prison, did not right? scra- Eddie did not talk to me today. Yeah, exactly. And so... One day, and he would, and, and same thing. He would come in. Hey, what's up, Alec? Hey, what's up, Joe? What's up, Jeff? What's up, dude behind the monitor? Look at me, and then go off. And then one day, I'm sitting on a bench. I'm sitting at a table. Eddie comes to set, and I'm sitting there, and he reaches over me to shake somebody else's hand. And as he's reaching over me to shake somebody else's hand, I just grab his hand and pull him down to my level. I say, hey, Eddie, how you doing today? He's like, oh, hey, hey, Cookie, how are you? Cookie? Because that's my name. Oh, the name of the movie was Cookie. He's like, hey, Cookie, how are you? I was like, I'm fine, brother. Have a good day. And I let him go. And then, so we're all working in the scene that day. And my character farts in the movie. One of my hidden talents is I can fart on cue. Oh, good for you. So when we were in my scene, especially in my close-ups and all that, there's a moment where my character is supposed to fart. And so in the thing, so they're thinking they're going to put it in and post and all this other shit. So in the thing, you're locked and loaded. I I let my shit go. So I do like four or five of those takes. (laughs) And, and he's like, and everybody remembers, oh, this motherfucker over here fighting. And then Martin says, yo, yo, Cookie, yo, aunt, you over there fighting? I was like, yeah, man. I was like, these motherfuckers told me I'm in the movie of Eddie Murphy and Martin Lawrence. I had to bring some type of talent. <laughs> and then Eddie start, and then Eddie fucking starts laughing. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh shit. You got so it. the next scene, Eddie and I are in tuxedos in a fantasy sequence, eating a steak at the in the boom boom room. <laughs> and so me and Eddie are talking. And Eddie is just starts talking to me because he's a big fart dude. What, you, what the hell does a big so, fart? Like he's he, into farts. He loves farts. So we start talking about farts, and he starts talling, telling me about this fucking artist in the Moulin Rouge called La Petomaine who was fucking made music with his ass. And Eddie was like, yo, I bought the rights to this man's story. And I went, he said, he's a real distinguished dude. Anthony, you know, you see pictures of him and shit. He's in fucking tails and tuxedo, and he's standing here like this. But the motherfuckers makes music with his ass. During the Moulin Rouge, this motherfucker was farting. Into the mic, into a mic, or just farting to make music. And Eddie wanted to do the story of this dude's life, and they were like, "Eddie, we we not gonna let you." How did it not get greenlit? We, we not gonna make it. We not gonna let you do no fart movie, motherfucker. And so that's Your how first Eddie, conversation, and that's how Eddie and I bonded. 
Now we have known each other for years since life. I've never told him that story. Okay. I'm at his house one day, and we're down in the basement. We're down in his boom room room because he, he built this. The boom boom room was the bomb. <laughs> he has a fucking disco in there. He has fucking two lane, a uh, two lane bowling alley. As he should. He has everything down in this motherfucker man theater that that puts fucking AMC to shame. So uh. we're down there one day. Now, mind you, I've been at Eddie's house fucking twenty times by now, and I never told this story. Okay. So we're down there one day, and I don't know what made me think about it, but I was like, Eddie, let me tell you something, man. He was like, What? What's what's up, man? <laughs> and I was like. Let me tell you about, I said, let me tell you about life. And I tell the whole story that I just told you guys. And he was like, no, nah, man, I don't remember none of that. What? I was like, yeah, dog. I was like 30 days. I went home and marked that shit on the calendar every fucking day. Eddie didn't talk to me today. And he was like, man, I just, I just be in my own world sometimes. And he's like, you know, family members will talk to me sometimes, man. And they tell me I just zone out and shit and never like, Eddie. I was like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, you didn't hear shit I said. He's like, I, I just go someplace. And uh, so he's right. like, yeah, so I want you to know, Aunt, it was nothing. It was never anything personal. Oh, I thought it was a hazing thing. I thought yeah, you were going to say like, No, he was, he was like, like no. it was never anything personal, man. it was man. a character thing. Yeah, no, no, this motherfucker came and said what's up to every character <laughs> but me. <laughs> <laughs> and then maybe like his character like had a thing with yours and you know like like it was a choice like no cookies. he did no motherfucker I'm cooking I'm the prison cook everybody came to me oh, man. I'm the prison cook so yeah so we sat there and we just had a we had a big laugh about it though man he was like yeah no I don't I want you to know and it was no, it was never anything personal I don't remember any of that I was like I do. I remember it well. I marked that shit off yeah, like I was, I was like, in Papillon. If I was a le- lesser motherfucker, you would have crushed my spirit and broke my soul. <laughs> but right now, I'm whooping your ass in your own bowling alley. So let's go, motherfucker. <laughs> God damn, Anthony. If you don't, this is exactly what we needed on this podcast was stories that just, this is what we love. We love all three of us. You know, Joel and I grew up together. We dreamed of this. We dreamed of being in this industry. We dreamed someday of meeting Tom Cruise. But this has meant the world to us that you came here and told us this shit. Thank you so much. Oh, my, is it over? I mean, if you want it to be. No, it's over. It's 530. Yeah. And you don't think <laughs> we're going to meet Tom Cruise? I, you're like, oh, you're not going to meet him. No, gonna no, no. Get he no, 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 no. I said, I said you th- I think you're going to meet him. I was telling Jeff I didn't think we were going to get you. He was like, I'm going to get Anthony. I was like, no, you're not. You're full of shit. I told my assistant to cancel this shit. <laughs> oh, well, I did, and then for, no, no, I told him I was like, man, fuck that, I'm not doing Jeff. I was like, fuck that, man, I'm too busy, I'm too, I'm, I'm too tired. And then Jeff texted me, and it, it was basically, it, it wasn't. I could tell he was crying in, in the text because it just had the tone of tears hitting his screen. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, I said, uh, and I, what was I said. I said, you know what, Jeff, man, I'm trying to, but I said, I, I have this, I said, I have this conflict with this bullshit podcast. That's, oh, oh, wait a minute. It's your podcast. I'm sorry. <laughs> and as we bring another episode of Meeting Tom Cruise to a finish, sometimes we like to read from our reviews and our, 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 our mail that we get. You could send us something at contact at meetingtomcruise.com. We just got a fantastic one, guys. This is a review from uh, Apple Podcasts. Please do uh, rate and review the show. It does help us. This is from, oh, this is a good one. Miss Elaine Yus, M-I-S-C dash Elaine. Ooh, I like what she did there. I like what she did there. And the title of the the review is Mission, Meet Tom Cruise, five stars. Okay. 
I heard an ad for this podcast and immediately searched for it. It didn't disappoint. Every episode is like sitting down and talking to your best buds about movies, just specifically Tom Cruise movies. Thank you. It's a fun time and the guys seem great. I listened to and enjoyed every episode, but what sold me on leaving a review finally was, and literally just stops it there. No. No. Wait, what? Yes. Did she even do a dot, 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 or does it just say was? No. So my question for you is... Did she die? What do you, th- what do you think got her to finally write the review? <gasps> oh. What sold me on leaving a review finally was... It was my birthday. She looked me up. She said, you know what? That guy just turned 42, and I've deeply fallen in love with him, and uh, I'm going to write a review. I have to cut me a piece of that cake. And with that... Meeting Tom Cruise is hosted by Jeff Meacham, Joel Johnstone, and me, Alec Lev. It's also produced by the same Alec Lev. If, if, if it was, if it's, if, if I'm a guessing man, I'd go with Jay Hayden urinating next to Cruise at the social apps. Am I wrong? Our executive producers are Doug Matica and Dan Patrick. Our engineer and mixer is Alex Reeves for Point of Blue Studios. I, I, to be honest, I've never written a positive review, ever. I wrote like five for the show. but other- No, I still have not left a review for us. No? I don't think we're supposed to. The jury, the jury's still out for me about our show. I think it's funny. No, I think if Jeff Meacham just writes, I love Jeff Meacham, <laughs> and it says Jeff Meacham, that's funny. Editing by Alec Lev, with additional editing by Alex Reeves. Can we Google her username and be like, like, like Google her username? And like maybe a woman who goes by miscellaneous online got struck by a meteorite in the middle of an email. Our music is by H. Scott Salinas and Matthew Atticus Berger. I got it. It's just a simple mistake. Her cat, right when she was just about to get good, jumps up, hits send. And then she was like, I don't want to. I don't want to redo that. Artwork by Rebecca Montoya. Executive produced by Paul Anderson and Nick Pinella for Workhouse Media. Alec, did you by any chance look carefully on the Apple review and uh, maybe just see where there's that little word more with the plus symbol? Stop maybe. asking if that's the end. It's the end. I double clicked. I opened it. I did everything. You sure you didn't right click by accident? Left click? Jesus Christ. I make that mistake all the time. We are a production of Meeting So-and-So in association with Workhouse Media. Find us online at Meeting Cruise on Instagram and Twitter. Check out our website and show notes at meetingtomcruise.com. And you can email us at contact at meetingtomcruise.com. But what happened to Elaine? Why did she stop typing? Male stripper. Male stripper came to the door. Oh, you think a male stripper showed up? Yep, yep. Candy Graham. Candy Graham just showed up. Showed up. <clears throat> Showtime. She was just like, well, I don't want to get back. I want to be done with this because I want to put all my focus into that. So I'm just going to hit send. He sat on the keyboard. He sat on the keyboard. <laughs> he sat on the keyboard. That was part of his part of his bit. Yeah. Uh, his bits. It's part of his bits. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, please give us a rating. Five stars are much appreciated. And write a review. It really helps people to find the show. And we just might read it on the air. Meeting Tom Cruise was created by Jeff Meacham and Alec Lev. Meeting Tom Cruise is a production of the Dan Patrick Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast will self-destruct in five seconds. Can you hear me, Alec? Yes, I can. Alec, can you hear me? Yes. We can't hear you if you're saying something. Oh, I'm saying a lot of things. Oh, now we can hear you. Okay. Wait, there oh, we go. Okay. There we go. I yep. can I can hear you through his headphones.
I hear you. I hear you on my head. I, I don't hear myself on my headphones. I hear myself on my headphones. Uh, who's down at the bottom? Joel? Joel. Yes. Okay, Joel, I Joel. heard you. Okay. Yes, I hear you. And, and here we go, me. I, Alec, have... I hear you, yes. Jeff, can you hear them in your headphones? Nope. Nope. Alec and Joel, you're gone. 